So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. What's going on, everybody? I have got my longtime friend, very large individual and in charge, Brian Marshall. Everybody knows him as Bam Bam for the most part. Uh, on the mic, what's cracking? What's up, dude? How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. I think 2015 is maybe when I first met you. I was trying to think about, yeah, something like that, maybe 16. Oh. It goes, it goes back a ways. I think it was, uh, it, was a, it was a long time ago. We were both fairly larger then as well, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. You, um, yeah, you are a big motherfucker. What uh, size-wise currently and biggest you've ever been? Man, the big – currently, I've actually lost a lot of weight recently just trying to get healthy. I'm turning 40 next year, and I've, I made it a goal to myself that I want to be the healthiest I've ever been. But the heaviest I've ever been was I was actually in the Marine Corps. Um, I got out at like 298, and uh, I was so juiced out of my mind. I was on that liver king diet, and I couldn't even function, bro. I was so worthless. I look back at it now, and it's just so funny. But – yeah, the heaviest I've ever weighed was 298, and I was just a blob of shit. I can move a ton of weight, but I couldn't. Dude, if I had to walk up a flight of stairs, I was, I was gassed for five minutes. So I uh, eventually had to wake up and realize that wasn't healthy for me. So then I just started working on my dad bod for the last few years, and then now I'm just getting back into the health game again, So, which feels good. It feels nice. It's good on the joints to lose some weight. So this is actually the smallest I've been in probably a over a decade so but i'm still walking around like that 240 245 weight so which is it's healthier for me yeah yeah now and i've uh ditto on everything you've said with the roller coaster of size juice and uh fitness and dad bought i've fucking done it all it's none of it is good except when you're healthy because it fucking hurts to walk like people are like oh is it bad on your joints i'm like yeah yeah i wasn't meant to be 280 yeah, fucking hurts <laughs> Yeah, well, these guys are like, yeah, let's go crush up this, like, backcountry mule deer hunt. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'll just die. Like, I'm not built for that, you know? <laughs> so I got nothing to prove, and I just – I know my limits, and I don't enjoy hiking my ass off weighing that much. It just hurts. Everything hurts, you know? Then you throw your pack on. I mean, dude, I'm pushing probably 360, you know, with all my gear and everything. It's just miserable. So it was just one of those wake-up calls where I just, you know, I'm getting – got to get that get to that age and i want to catch it before i get too old and then you know just kind of get ahead of it now so that's kind of my goals with it is just getting healthy again and you know eating right and doing all the good stuff that they talk about you know so yeah, oh, yeah yeah well for those who don't um know know you man tell, tell everybody what you're all about and uh what you got going on that kind of stuff um well originally kind of a little backstory from the Northeast from upstate New York, born and raised. And, you know, I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school and, uh, you know, did my time in the military, did eight years, did a couple deployments and had a great time, met a lot of awesome people. Then I got out and went contracting overseas at the embassy and in Afghan. Did that for a little bit and came back and, you know, started up some some businesses and at the time you know it was allowed me to be able to, to start an organization that i always wanted to do and that's when i founded wishes for warriors uh, now turning into life after war and that's pretty much been a huge part of my life 
ever since was starting this organization and, you know, raising daughters is, is one of my most favorite things that I do in life now is raising two badass little girls and just work on the father thing and, you know, and obviously hunt my ass off and just try to live life as free and as full as I can. And, you know, showing my kids the, some awesome adventures and teaching them as much as I can along the way. I mean, kind of a elevator pitch of who I am. And so, you know, we've had a lot going on in the organization lately. I mean, you and I haven't talked in a little bit about it. And um, as far as wishes and the veteran side of things, so how wishes started was just outdoors. That was, you know, obviously my passion. And that's kind of how you and I got connected in Britain, I guess, originally back in the day. And, you know, I wanted to show vets that, you know, just some outdoor adventures, some hunts. And I had connections with a really large ranch in Northern California at the time. And they would just let us bring guys out and pig hunt and shoot coyotes and bobcats and everything else. So we started out just hunting and showing these guys and carrying these dudes on our back up and down mountains and being able to shoot their first elk or blacktail or mule deer, whatever it is, you know? And so you fast forward several years and, you know, what's crazy is the veteran community is, is always changing. It's evolving in different ways and, and what these guys and girls need in their life or, or where they're at in different stages. And so with wishes, it's been pretty incredible to have the team and the support the support I do because what kind of makes us different from a lot of organizations, we're very unique as we're able to always adapt with the veteran community instead of us just being like, okay, here's my organization and this is what I offer. We're always sending out polls and we're always talking to these veterans about, hey, if you can learn something, what would it be? If we can teach you something, if you were able to do something with your family or your kids, what would it be? You know, so we're constantly asking. And that's really evolved us in the last several years of going from 100% outdoors, hunting, fishing, you know, that style to now we're doing clinics is is our biggest thing we're instead of us taking a veteran veteran on a trophy hunt which is great and back in the day when we were doing it you know a lot of these guys were pulling out of walter reed we were pulling out of hospitals and out of dark places a lot of guys have healed since then obviously a lot still need some work and but what we've really figured out is that these guys the inches on an elk or some 200 inch mule deer is that great and the guy's going to have incredible stories and memories for a lifetime absolutely but like is that saving this guy's life is that re sparking a fire within him to be able to go home and continue to do this and a lot of times like it, it at first it was but then these guys got in the groove and they were just going on hunts and it is what it is, but they weren't learning anything. They weren't coming home with a skill or a trade that they can now teach their kids or teach other, other veterans or their buddies. And so that's where we really shifted gears. And now it's more teaching and educating them like, okay, Hey, maybe we don't need to go chase around a 200 inch mealy. Let's go. Let's take these guys that have never big game hunted before and do a doe antelope hunter or a doe whitetail hunt and show them from start to finish. Okay, man, this is that, all the way down to holding a knife, Aaron. You'd be, you'd be blown away. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. You've been in the field long enough with these guys or just in general, anybody. But like this proper way how to hold a knife when you're cutting through the, through the hide or where to cut on an animal so you're not puncturing guts and how to gut an animal. Just the basic stuff that, you know, we've done our whole lives and growing up in this world. Now we're able to show and teach these guys and we're doing it with their kids. And then on top of that, we, you know, we're, we're, we've expanded so many different programs. We're up to seven programs now with Wishes, which is incredible. 
And, you know, we're helping uh, spouses. We're doing gold star retreats. So these, these families that lost a loved one overseas, we're helping their kids out and they're either mother or father go with them on vacations. And, you know, just a lot of different things to be able to give back to the veteran community. Cause not, not everybody wants to go hunting, right? Not everybody. We have a lot of vets that come to us. They're like, man, like I just want to experience the outdoors, but I never want to shoot a gun again. Their, their last experience with that was pretty traumatic. And we completely understand that. So we started giving these, the veterans, these different avenues to be able to express themselves or to be able to work out some emotions and things like that. You know, we're doing these emotional, like spiritual clinics now where we're taking these guys into the mountains and if they want to grab a stick and beat the fuck out of a tree for an hour and cry it out, we let them do that. If they want to sit around at a bonfire with like-minded individuals and they want to express that, you know, and talk about it with guys that they know, like obviously these settings, they, they know what they're getting into when they go to these certain settings. Not every trip is like that. We're not expecting all these guys to sit down and kumbaya, but we have specific events for that. And these guys get to talk about traumatic things that they don't want to talk about with a therapist or some VA you know, shrink that's sitting there. Oh, my dad was a Navy vet. I can relate to you. And it's like, okay, you know, so now they're able to talk to another Marine, another soldier face to face that's gone through similar experiences. And when in doing so, it's really, it's really opened up our eyes to that, you know, we need to really listen to the veteran community and give them what they're asking or what they need, or they might not even know what they need, but we're just giving them so many different avenues to explore to just experiment with and it's come a long ways and so you know we're pretty i'm pretty stoked over it we have a really good you know momentum going right now with a lot of family stuff where we've been doing a lot of family days here in boise which we're going to start expanding nationwide and it's just incredible that you know you could show up to you know a tubing day completely covered all you have to do is just drive up the mountain and we have we book up the whole tubing day and these kids get to have great time like we have a an awesome paintball slash um nerf war coming up with a family day here in Boise and like we have so many families registered for that and and so you know it's just been it's been fun man with wishes and like you've seen it grow over the years and you know it's just it's been incredible to be able to help so many veterans and you know with that and with that side of the house we've really one of the most one of the programs that sorry I'm probably overloading you guys but one of the programs that we just launched two years ago was our PBL program, which is Project Blue Line, where we started helping law enforcement officers now. And so we teamed up with an incredible company, or Alistair. Sorry about that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, all good. This is a company, Howitzer Clothing, at a you know, they're a give back program. They came to us wanting to help out veterans, and then now that we're helping out law enforcement at the same time, so we're helping cops be able to get free training all over the nation. All they have to do is get online, they register with one of our instructors, and everything is covered except for travel. They just have to get there, and they have free courses. You know, and instead of people bitching about oh defund the police and you know these cops don't have proper training and everybody has a word or their opinion about it instead of us sitting there either talking about or bitching about it we were like man let's let's help them out and so now we are offering cops to be able to because these departments don't have the funding for a lot of these guys and it's it's actually kind of sad if you once you dig, dig into the law enforcement world of how just neglected they are training wise gear wise things like that and so we want to be able to offer that and so you know now what we're going to get ready to do is start providing law enforcement officers with the same style trips that we're doing for veterans now but now we're going to implement cops and first responders that are going through traumatic shit every day you know you take you take a a, a marine right and we go and we sign that dotted line we go overseas for six eight months 
hook and jab, and then we get to come home. And then now, now you're just fighting with your demons from the past. A fucking cop, man. That dude has to go out, put that uniform on. And you know, you know me, Aaron. Over the years, like I, I'm not the biggest fan of cops. We, I've had a lot of run-ins. I don't, you know, I don't get along with a lot of them. But at the end of the day, man, they're people. They're humans, and these guys are just getting shit on all day. And so, you know, it was one of those things. Like, man, we really got to help these guys. And so now we're going to start implementing these programs to take these cops that are. They don't get to just come home from a deployment. They come home at the end of the day from seeing the most traumatic shit that this country was from kids to murders to drug addicts to you name it. They're dealing with domestic violence and they have to come home to their families every day and put a smile on their face and then bury everything that they dealt with away. And then they get up every day and they put that uniform on and they do it again. It's, it's a fuck to deal when you really break down and, and do learn the ins and outs of a law enforcement and these guys just get shit on every day, you know? And so we want to be able to provide a getaway, a relief for them. And so what we're doing right now is we're doing a lot of polls and we're asking questions in the law enforcement world built so we can build this program and launch it just right for them and be able to provide the therapy, the, the bonding, you know, just the building brotherhood within that community and connecting cops from different parts of the country and so they can they can be able to talk and tell their stories and relate to a cop in phoenix versus a cop in philadelphia you know and so we're able to bring them together and then you know know that there there's other people that are out there struggling just like they are and so just trying to make the community stronger anywhere we can is kind of what i'm what i'm all about right now so and with that like i knew like i when i first met you actually you had one of your buddies who was missing an arm and we were fucking around he was choking me with his uh, existing arm. And then he was, uh, yeah. the one dude, you guys did some, uh, a tough mutter or something and you were, he didn't yep. have any legs and he was hanging on and you're like, don't worry, boo. I've been, uh, I've been crushing back, dude. I got it. And then, uh, you made it like five monkey bars then. And like that whole camaraderie of that group was, was pretty badass. That's how I was kind of integrated into what you're doing. And you guys have yep. grown a ton since then, obviously. And, and you, um, for those who don't, follow along obviously you're uh you know incredible father hanging out with the kids all the time you've always got something going on and recently in into gardening and you are a crazy fucker so anybody that actually knows bam he's hanging out with kids helping veterans uh yeah uh, and a gardener yeah. things that you're are you yeah. hitting a midlife crisis or just calming down i know i've calmed down a lot myself so as i've gotten in my 40s dude, my my wife is scared shitless for when I hit my midlife crisis because she just knows my lifestyle and how wild I am. So she says it all the time. She's like, God, I, I hope I, you don't have to go through a midlife crisis because your life is just such a fucking shit show as it is. And so, you know, it's, I, I, I feel like I'm calming down quite a bit. You know, it's just like it's bear season right now. And I've only gone out one time, you know, and normally like I'm so upset and I have to be out every day and I think a lot of it honestly comes from me stepping back from this I don't know like social media world in a way where I felt like I always have to produce I always have to be something or create content stay relevant right and and so like I'm always doing this stuff that 
it's fun and it's great. But like now it's like, man, like I don't give a fuck about any of it. I just want to spend as much time with my kids. And like, you know, I really got into gardening when my brother passed away. It was kind of like an escape for me to, to just keep my mind busy instead of just sitting and thinking and rotting in that shit. And so now it's just kind of exploded and taken over my life. And I, and you know, and I get to have my kids out there and they're, they're digging and they're planting and they're, they're learning, you know, and they're learning so much about, from seed to plate and we're able to process everything. Cause you know, like when we go out and we kill something, like it's a whole family process. Everybody's got a knife, everybody's processing, everybody's helping can preserve. I mean, we do everything cause you know, we homeschool and it's able, we're able to, you know, include our kids in so much. And you know, with that, it's like, man, you're building so much of a relationship, at least with me, I'm building such a tight relationship with my kids because I'm able to walk them through everything from gardening the processing meats and and just show them so much and yes i have girls and you know and they're my little princesses and my oldest is like this dude she'd be a fucking model if she could she's just all about the girliest shit but at the same time she's like let's go shooting out let's drag this fucking thing out of here and so you know it's 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 cool to be able to have my my daughters that are my princesses and they're they're so emotional and sensitive and they're these fragile beings but then at the same time they're out there just trugging away they're packing bears off mountains they're gutting antelopes in wyoming like you know so i i get to just experience so many different things with them and i've really enjoyed life since i've kind of slowed down and stopped worrying about the likes and stopped worrying about what other people think or feel and and, and just kind of focused on myself and really focusing on my family this last year to two years. And it's, it's honestly, man, it's been such a, just a weight taken off your shoulders and just, just enjoying life so much more now. And, and it's been, it's been pretty awesome. So I, if this is my midlife crisis, man, I'm all about it. So I just, but yeah, I think I'm just slowing down a little bit. Body's starting to hurt and, you know, in some places. And so I just got to figure out different things to do. Yeah, no, I was, I was talking to my wife about it the other, well, when the other week or the other month, but you know, I'm working on 47, right? So yep. same thing, trying to stay fit and uh, same kind of thing too. Not, not diving out to go shoot turkeys and black bear, doing some backpacking or, you know, whatever. And she was like, the one thing I don't worry about with you on a midlife crisis is you've done so much crazy and dumb shit you're not probably going to go buy some crazy car and, uh, you know, sleep with some porn star. Cause you've done that a lot already. Yeah. Probably just going to sit. All done that. Yeah. I'm going to sit on a front porch on my porch swing and uh, shoot my bow and drink peanut butter whiskey and watch the sunset. Cause I've <laughs> ready to calm down. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm, and you and exactly, I are, we, we've talked, we're not a whole lot different. Same with the space and place where we're at with social media and in general, like, it's to the point with me where it's like, man, it's baked in the cake. If you don't fucking like me, fine, turn the channel. I'm going to do me. You don't like it. That That's it. But I'm focusing on the people around me, my employees, and that's it, right? Like, I don't want to – if you've, you've got the fucking time to do some – crazy speech about me or whatever else like hey more power to you obviously but you may have some fucking mental issues if you're that focused on me maybe focus on your family and yourself and just leave me out of it and kind of like you I'm to the point now where I'm like all right you don't want to give me you know I post a photo of I don't whatever I'm into photography I you, you know I get 800 likes on a photo and I get 4,000 on this or I just don't pay attention now right if it's just it nope. is what it is so Dude, life is so much just 
freer, you know, like you, you're not constantly having to update and you're just being involved and engulfed in my phone, you know, and that was, that's just a big thing personalized. Like I still have a lot of work to do, but you know, I started cutting myself back. I watched my wife do it, you know, and she just, now she's like almost completely off all social media platform. I'm like, fuck, like I'm watching her like, God, you're, you have, there's so much time, you know, and I do social media for a living, you know, like run other accounts and pages, you know, and so it's, it's hard, but at the same time, it's like, why am I spending so much time on my personal side of things when I could be spending with my kids, when I could be bettering my kids as far as training, you know, cause we, they compete competitively in Taekwondo. And so it's like, dude, I just spent three hours scrolling through fucking TikTok and Instagram when I could have just been training with my kids. And so it's one of those things that like I really had to dig down and, and, and due to social media is addicting, you know, you're addicted to likes, you're addicted to the comments, at least with, you know, a lot of the society. And so it draws you in in the way that they, they keep pulling you back, you know, and I do this for a living. So I get to see all of this and, you know, it's like, you can't become a victim of it. And it's, dude, it's just, it's been incredibly old step back and just slow down and really focus on family and just living in businesses and employees and growing like the, with the organization growing, how it is. It's like, yeah, I need to be putting as much time into that as possible. Cause right now we're looking at hiring on veterans and giving them a, a job. So they're able to provide for their families. Like dude, it's just, it's nothing, there's nothing negative that comes from, from stepping away from the busy hustle and bustle of your phone, social and having to produce and, you know, and, and so it's, now that where I'm at in this stage, it's like, man, there's so many young kids that are crushing it right now. Like, fuck, good luck, dudes. Like, have at it. Like, I'm just enjoying time with my kids. And so it's been, it's been fun. I, I have zero regrets from it. Like, obviously still working with a couple of cool companies to be able to support, especially like, you know, like Kafaru, for a great example. I mean, man, I've been running packs for a while. So it's like, it's cool to be able to have some good connections and things. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I'm free. You know, I get to do whatever the hell I want. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it is. And I mean, I'm, <clears throat> you know, people that, you know, um, how would I, I did a pot, you probably don't, you listen to podcasts as much as I do, but I did a podcast recently with a guy named Jay, uh, Volaton or Valaton kind of, you know, feel good. He's a priest or a pastor or whatever. I'm not down with JC, but whatever he, uh, heavily involved in the church and kind of like, um, you know, psy a psychiatrist somewhat. And I, I had him on the podcast, great hunter as well. And it was like way fucking different than any podcast I'd ever done. And I kept saying, I'm like, man, I don't really know how this is going to be perceived for my listeners. But and I was pretty open with the fact of some anger management issues in my childhood. And I was like, yeah, I mean, fuck, I got problems. Like, I I don't mind admitting that. I Yeah, I I will black the fuck out if someone endangers anyone around me. And I've that's a problem of mine. And man, mm -hmm. We got more feedback from that podcast than any podcast I'd ever done, including Good. like military Good. guys that are currently in that I work with that are or know or whatever that were like, hey, it's difficult for men to, I mean, I can't, I, I am not good at like calling Bam and saying, Hey dude, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time. You want to talk? It fucking feels weird. Right. And so as I've gotten older, I'm trying to help other people by maybe taught like shit you and I are talking about right now, like the social media thing, everyone looks perfect. And that is fucking far oh from the, God. that is far from the case. It's that's one of the wildest things to me. And I think that that was actually a huge factor of when I started to step back from things is because you look at social and we're just going to take businesses. Right. And I know you can, you've experienced this. You look at these companies like, God, they're fucking crushing it. 
they're, 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 they're taking over the game. They're constantly innovating, blah, 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 right? Then you start working with these companies, and then you realize, dude, it's the most fucked up shit you've ever dealt with in your life. Like, you don't even know how they're barely functioning. And it's just like, bro, why am I giving these guys so much energy when they don't even know what's going on? It's all a facade, you know? And then you take the personal people and they're going through divorces and, you know, this couple that you followed for years, now the wife's doing OnlyFans and this dude's living in a trailer and you start finding out all this. You're like, dude, the whole internet is just a lie. It is a hundred percent a lie. And, you know, and like, that's where I, over the years, I've tried to be as honest as possible and real. And a lot of people don't like it. It's like, well, get fucked, go to the next page. I don't care. You know? And so now it's just like, it's insane of how fake everything is. And once I really realized that I'm just like, man, why am I doing this? Like, nobody cares. You disappear tomorrow within a few months. Nobody's going to remember you, you know? And it's, so it's, it's once you wake up and actually see how real it really is, like, as in, you know, real as in not being, this perfect world it's it's scary and so that's it's, it's insane man it's really helped me open my eyes to be able to just just live of the freest happiest life i can do and be yeah and i i, I am no motivational speaker uh, motivational speaker but i mean i i can say like that having going through same shit like growing in the industry um growing a business growing a platform and uh, going through forums and podcasts, right? And all the, you know, you kind of learn what's important and what was important to me diving in to argue with some jack wagon on, uh, on a forum or on Facebook or some, it was important at one time. Now I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I think I'm going to go shoot my bow or yeah, yeah you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm right. I'm winning. <laughs> well, yep. the winning thing is, is, uh, it's, I was just talking to a buddy about that of like, why do you, you know, cause I like, like, I don't know, four or five months ago, there was a couple guys really bugging me and, uh, you know, and I talked to you a couple of times about it and just, you've had to deal with the same shit. And my buddy was like, dude, you fucking have won. You make more money than you ever thought possible. You barely graduated high school. You fucking moron. You've won. You're playing on house money. Just have fun and don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. But for that couple months, dude, it was like, it was bugging me to where now what's important is, all right, all my employees have a good job. My family is doing well. I'm a good father or trying to be a good father, trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good person. And for the people that like talk shit or hate or whatever, it's like, man, they've got their own psychological issues. Fuck it. Right. And when I say that, it is fun to talk shit sometimes. And and you're better at it than I am. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I love talking shit. Like, you know, but when yeah. I talk shit, I'm just calling people out for like just the dumb shit they're doing, you know, but at the same time, like, dude, I have people that come at me for helping veterans. Like you're just doing this. So you could go on trips. I'm like, bro, sign up, be a volunteer. You'll go through our, our program and I'll teach you how to be a rep. And then guess what? You're going to spend all this time away from your family, carrying dudes around, babysitting, the trip falls apart and you got to be the liaison that's booking new rooms, booking a new event, the outfitter fucking bailed on you. Like, I'm like, you guys can do it, do it. Like be my guest. And then guess what? Nobody ever signs up for it. I'm like, exactly. But you're hating on me because I founded an organization. I've built it to what it is. And now we take guys on the, and girls on the, the most incredible adventures and trips and retreats to be able to help them. And now I'm catching shit over it. Dude, it's wild. It doesn't matter what you do. 
you're going to get hate on it. And then once you realize like, man, who gives an absolute fuck about it? Then it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Then you really start just taking off and life gets really great at that point. At least personally wise, like that's, it was, it took me a while too, you know, and I'd have some hate on stuff and I'm just like, man, I'm just trying to help people. Like I'm not even, this is all volunteer I'm, and I'm getting crucified. Like I, I buy a brand new truck and it was like, you bought it with your organization money. I'm like, what the, like, <laughs> what? you know, it's like people will find any reason to just hate on you. And then finally, once I realized like, man, that guy's, that guy's writing this post at three 30 in the morning. Like he's up at three o'clock in the morning thinking about me as I'm sleeping in bed with my kids tucked away and my wife next to me, like, okay, I'm winning, you know, like, so it's just, it's one of those things that it's just, you just got to be able to cut the negative bullshit out of your life. You got to be able to, and that comes down to friends too, you know, like, there's a lot of negative people in that you have in your circle. And once you start seeing it and realizing that these guys, whenever you, you know, let's take a kill picture. You send that to your group chat or you text it to your buddies and they don't respond back or they just like, cool, not, bro, those are fucking haters. They're not supporting you. You know, like you start a new business. They're like, man, I'm really going to jump on, like take you and born primitive. Like, dude, that's an opportunity. Why would you not jump on board with that? And people are going to hate on you for it. It's like, why, why, you know, like you're doing something to better yourself, like support it. And, you know, once you start realizing the people that aren't truly supporting you and you start weaning them out, holy shit, man, that was another big thing in my life that really just took a lot of just negative weight off my shoulders was eliminating the negative people in my life. Even though they were friends, I got friends that were in my life 10 years plus years. All the dudes would do is bitch. All I did was talk shit on people, put everything down, everybody. And I was just like, God, and then you're just, you're fed with that. And these, especially like group chats. Like I left every single group chat that I had across all my platforms because it was just nothing but negative people just talking shit on everybody and everything. And I'm like, God, just seeing that all day. And that's what you, you're just being fed that and you have cancer around you. You got to trim it, man. And so, you know, it's been, that's been another big thing for me is just clearing all that out and just to better my life. I'm just weird that this podcast went this way. I was not expecting it at all. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, we're getting old. No, it, uh, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good, especially for two guys. We're very polarizing individuals. I'm not sure who's worse between you and I, but there, I mean, we could have a contest and, uh, see who would win or a vote. But with that, you know, it's, it's, there's also some common sense involved with the polarization. Like I'm pretty blunt, you know, I, I try to be upfront yep. about gear or, you know, if I don't like somebody, I'm pre- like, yeah, dude, I don't fucking like, you. I'd rather it be that way rather than like the behind the, the back shit, you know, or whatever else. And, and, and then there's sometimes too, like, um, there was a guy I called you about uh, not too long ago and I, you know, wherever that's at or back, no issue with the dude. I just called him like, Hey man, we good. Like w- what's up? And there's not a lot of that that goes on anymore. Um, where, no. you know, where I would rather just settle it quick. Like, let's just talk about this shit. If it has to go to another level, great. If it doesn't, let's just handle it like men where that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, you know, when there, you know, a lot of the, uh, undercover shit talking and behind, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of, it gets old. <laughs> yeah. And then once you just get over it and you know, you, you learn how to move on. And I think that's a maturity, the maturing thing. I'm not saying I mature by any means cause I still talk shit and have do crazy things, but um, you know, it's just one of those things that you start to mature in life. You start realizing like, man, like maybe I don't need these people. Like, yeah, he's been a great friend. Doesn't mean we're enemies. doesn't mean like, you know, like this because I'm, it leaving this group chat doesn't mean that I'm not friends with you anymore. Just because I'm not following you doesn't mean I don't support you, you know, and that's the problem with people these days is that if you're not, if you don't 
you know, they think just because you, if you distance yourself, you become an enemy, which is very unfortunate. You know, I've lost really good friends because I've just distanced myself. Didn't mean I didn't want to like be friends. I just didn't need those people in my life as much as I did because it was a lot of negative, you know, just a lot of negativity brought into it. So I just distanced myself. Then, then it's like, Oh, now you're an enemy. I'm like, fuck man, here we go. And you know, you try to talk it out with some guys and you know, I, I have very good friends to this day that we had falling out. And I was just like, listen, dude, this is some bullshit. We fought over like, let's just, we're just be men and talking about and people are great friends, you know, and we rekindled things and it's awesome. But you know, communication between men is a dying thing. Like if guys would just talk about stuff, like it is what it is, you know, like either, either then, you know, at the end of the day, okay, like, okay, we don't, we're not friends. We're not this, it's cool. You know, let's move on and move part part ways and go about our lives but it doesn't mean we have to be enemies and i think that's a big thing in today's day and age is like this because you're not tight anymore you automatically become an enemy which it, it sucks that it's like that but it is what it is you know that's why you keep your circle small yeah yeah as far as that the circle small thing that's another thing that is uh you, you know, you talked about it a minute ago. Um, you, you know, there's just, there's certain friends you pretty much hang with your whole life. And then there's other ones you, you know, you don't. And that, that, that circle being small, it's, is, is easy. And I'm kind of a loner anyway, right? I, uh, I, I'm out of my house flinging arrows by myself for the most part. I do a lot of solo backpack hunting. I've always been that way. And I just, uh, I, you know, I get questions about that all the time as far as, hey, I'm uh, going solo. Hey, you know, mental stuff. Like, you know, I just don't connect with that many people. It's like, man, there's fucking no issue with that. Like you don't need, you know, you need six friends to carry your cask. Like don't stress, dude. Like I've had people like mentally, like people just don't get along with me. I'm like, well, you have three friends? No, I just got two. Well, fucking two's plenty, dude. Like, I think people get too wrapped up mm -hmm. on that, and that a lot of that's from social media. It seems like they think everybody in the world loves them, and that is not oh, the sure. case. Nope. Just trust me, followers and friends. I mean, it doesn't mean it's it's, it's a good thing, you know. It's just that's just more drama and problems you got to deal with and filter, you know. So, yeah, I just it's it's definitely one of those keep your circle small. It, you know, you learn as you get older, you hear about it your whole life. And then as you get older, you're like, Oh, I used to have all these people and now I'm down to like six and, it, and life is great. You know, I can call them if I need them and I can trust them and I could, they support me and they support what I'm doing. And likewise, and it, and it's dude, just, it's awesome. They, they fill in for all the fakeness of all the other people that were in your circle. You know, there's a couple of good guys and girls, they'll, they'll fill in all those boys. And you know, if you have a couple quality solid ass friends, no, for, for sure. Well, with, um, you know, we, we talked about, um, w like you, we, w in the Marine Corps wishes, um, you've worked for a couple of different companies in the outdoor industry, um, like f yep. future, like, what are you planning on doing now above and beyond wishes? Um, man, wishes is obviously a huge thing right now. Right now, honestly, it's, I don't want to get too much into personal stuff because we got some things in the works, but um, wishes is honestly my biggest priority right now with, with promoting or pushing these new programs for law enforcement. And we're just, it's growing like crazy, dude. We're getting like our third wind and things are really propelling itself. But as far as like industry wise, I'm I'm just about done, you know, with everything. I'm going to continue to, to hunt and kill things. That's just what I love to do. But, you know, as far as working with, in the industry and, you know, partnering with companies, honestly, like, yeah, I've, I'm pretty much just, 
you know, the last big company that I was with, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, when these guys are out, like I'm out too, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to do me and kind of just post little vlogs along the way. If people want to follow along with what's going on in my life, that's cool. Um, and, you know, but more focusing on just building a couple of other little businesses right now just to get those going and bringing our kids into it. We're really showing our kids as much as we can business wise, you know, especially for their age and, you know, our oldest turning 15 and she's, you know, we want to help launch, help her launch her first business. And, you know, as far as our sense, whatever she wants to go about it, we're going to support it. And so that's, that's honestly my biggest goal right now is, is just growing the family and, and, you know, doing things to, to take care of our future as far as, you know, making money, businesses, health, everything. That's, that's my biggest goals. And so, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. No, that's cool that it, that, uh, the, uh, I was going to say you, you brought up your kids with Taekwondo, um, the, uh, one of them specifically, maybe both. Cause I, I half-ass pay attention. Like I watch they're kicking ass in that, aren't they? Or, or and, and, I mean, they're doing well competitively. Yeah, man. They are, it was, we kind of fell into, you know, like I, I fought in the Marine Corps. I was a martial arts instructor in the Marine Corps as well. And so, you know, I, I have, you know, I come from a fighting background even before that, but I'm not claiming to be some, some badass or anything. I just have experience with it. And so, you know, raising daughters, you know, you go through like the gymnastic stage, you go through the cheerleading stage and dude, that stuff was like the worst thing for me ever, especially I was much younger and immature. And I, I, you know, just, I, it was not part of what I wanted anything to do with. And I hated going to like cheer practice or gymnastics class because you got all the moms or a bunch of guinea hens sitting there clucking and talking shit. And I just, it just wasn't for me. And so my youngest, you know, we're the family, like our kids need to be in a sport. They need to be in something physical that's being, that's helping them in some way. That's just how we believe or what we believe. And so, you know, my youngest was like always wanting to fight. Let's fight, let's fight, let's fight. And so finally I was like, man, I'm just going to put him in, put her in Taekwondo. It's a good beginner, you know, entry level martial arts sport. And then we can evolve from there. And so then my youngest, man, she just started crushing it. And then I was watching my oldest and she was in gymnastics still. And I was like, listen, I'm pulling you out of gymnastics. I want you to give me 30 days of this and just try it. And if you don't like it, we can put you back in or you can go to a different sport. So I finally convinced her to do it. And man, now both of them are ranked pretty high in the world rankings. Like my number one's ranked in the world for <laughs> weapons fighting and sparring, I believe. And my youngest, he's ranked in like top five in like four or three or four categories as well. So they're both qualified for worlds this year. We're going to compete. We'll be in Denver and worlds in July. So it's been incredible, man. It's one of those things I didn't really like have to push. I just wanted them to try it and they both just excelled naturally in it. And so it's just my oldest, man, she's just one of those kids that she's just this perfect if you can just have a child that you could would tell explain as like a princey prince a Disney princess character, right? It's like hair is perfect, the way she holds herself and her composure, like her man, just everything about her is just like a Disney princess. And then she steps on the mat and is just like crushing souls, and it's pretty awesome to watch. Like we sit back and she sits there, and all these girls are warming up, and they all look intimidating with like their Viking braids in their hair. And then here's my little princess standing there, all like timid looking, and it's like this wounded kill deer act, like dragging a wing around the mat before these other kids see her, and then she comes in there and just whoops their fucking ass. 
it's hilarious, man. We love watching it. And, you know, they've met a lot of cool kids along the way. It's a great sport, man. Like the parents are awesome. You know, you don't have a, that parent. I mean, there's always drama with anything you ever do. There's parents and kids involved, but for the most part, man, everybody gets along. It's, it's very, the, the sportsmanship in this program that we're in of taekwondo there's obviously other ones that are kind of open sparring these are all you know competitive matches for earning points to compete worlds and so you know it's it's very professional and it's a lot of fun you know and they're learning man and then learning how to defend themselves and it's just it's cool and now my kids like instead of them like playing tag or barbies like they they fight each other which is not always good but in the house you have these two kids that are trained and they're both black belts so now they're just throwing these fucking kicks and see they're they're like full-blown fighting each other we're like okay okay we're good like calm down like you know even when they start playing there's always kicks and punches and it's 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 hilarious to watch i never thought i would be like a martial arts dad and you know here i am and it's, it's been fun you know to be able to coach them and mentor them along the way and train with them and you know show them new moves and hey we're going to try these new techniques this week before the next tournament and you know then you get into tournaments and we're able to travel and show our kids so many different cities and states and you know they get to experience different cultures and foods and just nightlife and it's it's been fun man we we really enjoy it i don't know how long we're going to do it for you know we're not you know i'm always scared that i'm going to be that varsity blues dad that like forces everything on my kids but you know it's it's now i'm at this age where we're like hey when you guys are we we set goals every year it's worlds is our goal so if we're going to compete for another world title then we commit for a year and so we'll see in july if they're like hey we want to try jujitsu or kickboxing or muay thai like then we'll move on to a new sport if they want to learn it but for now we're competing in taekwondo and dude it's been awesome it's been a lot of fun i would encourage every parent to get their kids into some sort some sort of martial arts it doesn't need to be anything crazy honestly i think the best is probably jujitsu as far as you know learning a life skill to be able especially if you have daughters i mean man you see these little girls taking down grown-ass men it's just technique and being able to learn that but at the same time they're learning so many lessons on just responsibilities and you know being on time and respect and you know there's so much that is tied into a sport in some sort of way and I, I it kills me seeing these kids that are just sitting home and rotting away you know I get I get it all the time you know like man how do I get my kids into that how do I get my kids in the outdoors and my response to everybody is just fucking do it take them with you show them this give them an opportunity you know like turn off the xbox and bring your kid to go just hike with you and don't make it crazy you know you don't have to take them on some death hike but just Walk them through the woods and show them, like, oh, hey, you see this moose poop, how it's dry? This is a perfect kindling, the starfire. Like, dude, kids eat that shit up all day. Like, oh, you see these flowers? These are edible flowers. And if you don't know, there's so many apps and websites and things to learn your local, you know, foliage and animals and things like that. And you can just take your kids on a walk or take them down to a stream and just roll over rocks and see what's underneath them. And that's all it takes to get these kids involved. And then it just evolves. And then, you know, constantly add a little bit more length or a little bit more weight on like when I started my girls out and when they were hunting with me dude that's when I got them all their little kafari packs and they would just carry around their snacks at first you know and then it was like okay like you're gonna carry your snacks and then now I'm putting your water in your bag and they'd be like oh this is heavy you know what I always raised their little suck level and then now it's like 
fuck, you killed this bear. You're like, you're getting the hide. You're getting the head. I'm putting a quarter on your back. And, like, dad's carrying out as little as he can because now you little shits have earned it over the years. Now you're putting in work. And so, but it's just getting the kids out there and just making it as fun as possible. And so it's, it's been, a, it's that I really enjoy. And, you know, and it comes with sports, you know, get your kids out. And, you know, you've got kids that are little athletes or they might hate it. And, and granted, try new things with your, your kids as well. If your kid's sitting there on, on a baseball mound all summer long, just hating life because it's the perfect time of the year, don't force your kid to do baseball, but they have to be in a sport. You know, that was kind of, kind of our rule. And if you set that, it's like, try new things. Let them go through a few different sports until they find something that clicks. And once you get with it, run with it, you know, like just run with it. And so you'll see such a, uh, your kids evolve and mature in so many different ways that are all positive. So yeah, Taekwondo has been a great, a great um, sport for us and our family just fits us who we are. We're metal chasers, man. I'm not going to deny it. Like, the girls love earning medals and that's why we do so many competitions and they, they just, it's just who they are, you know, it's just bred into them. Well, and it's, it's good too. And I, I can't say this is for every kids this way, but for like my daughter, same thing, the more, it seemed like because of how much time we spent together doing shit, right. Whether it was at the archery range or hiking or fishing or whatever, quality time became more important than gifts or, whatever you know what i mean so it wasn't like you know if you asked her like hey what do you what you know what do you want it'd be to go eat a hot dog at whole foods and go to a movie yep. and then go to the archery range not no i just want to play on my whatever the fuck it is not nintendo which isn't what they have now but um you know and she wanted to be outdoors you know yeah, you nailed it. It's quality time. That's it. Like, dude, I, you know, with this gardening shit and remodeling the house, whatever. I'm at Home Depot every other day. It seems like I should have invested in that fucking company. But it's, dude, I leave the house. Where are you going? I'm going to Home Depot. I'm coming with you, you know? And it's like, dude, I make it fun. And then I'm like running through the aisles with my little one on the cart. And we're looking at random shit. And, you know, she gets to get a little candy or whatever. She just, it's, it's just quality time, man. Like just going to Home Depot, just make, just have fun. Roll the windows down, stop and get an ice cream and, you know, and just spend the quality time time with your kids and you'll see just how much they open up and the things they talk about and you know they, they want to just be able to be heard and they want to talk and they want you to, to hear them and and you know little things that are going on in their life and just just drive around man go get an ice cream every every wednesday or make it a, day, a certain day that you go and get an ice cream with your kid and then that those are core memories that you're gonna start building with them and they're gonna love that man it doesn't matter it doesn't need to be expensive it doesn't need to be crazy drive to the freaking gas station and take them with you and let them pick out an ice cream. See, they'll, they'll love it. You know, it's just at the end of the day, all children want is quality time with their parents. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I did shit that you, you know, I let my daughter drive when she was very young and not just on my lap. Like when she got old enough to where I'm like, all right, there's nobody around. You're not going to run anyone over. We're out in the woods, like rub some funk on it. You know, even when I had yep. like a 90 pound center force clutch on a Jeep, I'm like, pop the clutch. It'll go. Don't worry. You know, and she's like struggling. Dad, I can't get the clutch down. I'm like, well, wind it out. Don't redline it. But, you know, and laughing, right, having fun. And then, OK, now we're camping, throwing up a tent, showing her how to get firewood. And, you know, the th shit that you and I did when we were younger, like specifically for, like, you know, we had a wood stove. We split firewood. I was splitting firewood when I was young, young, that parents today would probably shit where my daughter had a knife and a BB gun and a slingshot and a rifle, you know, as she grew up to where if you teach them correctly, it's not a danger. Um, 
you know, of how to handle a knife, how, you know, and I'm not saying, Hey, go hand your kid a 22 and let them go run around the street. But I mean, teaching them and letting them go out where they know that's a privilege and they had to earn it and they learned it. Yeah. They just like, okay, dad, can we go shoot the gun? Well, that's a hell of a lot better than saying, Hey, you know, dad, I'm going to go sit in my room all day and pl- watch TV. And yep. so I really try to force, not force, force my friends, I guess, to understand how important that is. Well, and it's, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, there's times when my daughter, let's go for a walk. And I'm like, I just finished something got back from sign. I'm just like exhausted. Let's go for a walk. Take a breath. Okay, let's go. You know, like you just, you know, let's go. dad, I want to go, I want to go shoot a bow today. And I look at my daughter like, what the fuck? Like we're not a bow shooting family. Like I bow hunt, but like we're a long range hundred guns. That's all we do is shoot. And you know, my daughter, I want to shoot both. Okay, let's go. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Then I want to go and do No, but it's like, you know, he's spending this year. Now my youngest, dude, I think my oldest is going to be my rifle hunter. My youngest is all about bows. Like she's just obsessed with it now. And so I'm like, cool. Now we're going to run with it. But I, you know, I, that, but that one time was like, not right now, honey, that could have just turned it off. That, that, that might've killed her drive to, to want to shoot bows for, you know, who knows where it's going to turn into. She might be becoming some hardcore bow hunter. I'd be cool with that, you know, but it's, like you just you, sometimes as a dad you just gotta stop take a breath yep i'll go on a walk with you right now it might not seem like much but dude your kids want to get outside and go for a walk or you know what you're laying to grab your kid hey let's just go for a walk around the block buddy you know like let's just work let's get our, get the blood flowing let's get muscles moving you know and just go for a 30 minute walk and so you know but as a dad you got to learn to just slow down Take a breath and just make it happen for your kids. Cause there's going to come a day, man, your, your daughter's older. I got, dude, I only got a few summers left with my oldest. And you know, it's like, there's a day where they don't ask anymore. There's not, there's a day where they're going to have a, a little boy sniff around. I'm at that age now. I got all these fucking boys sniffing around my house, like a bunch of little deer going in the rut. And so now I'm dealing with that shit. And it's like, I don't want to give up my kids. And so it's like, you know, as a dad, take the time you can with your kids and spend that quality time. Cause there's going to be a girl that comes in their life one day and they turn into an asshole overnight. Or there's going to be a boy that comes around and they don't want to talk to you anymore. So, you know, it's like, I haven't experienced that yet, but you see it with other friends and it's like, man, that it's, I'm going to miss those days, you know, spending that quality time or walking or taking a walk around the block. Like, you know, so count your blessings and spend as much time with them as you can as they're when they're young. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, I got to hop on a freaking Zoom call in two minutes, so I need to get uh, going. Otherwise, we talk forever, man. But I I appreciate you hopping on, all the support and uh, everything you're doing for veterans, dude. That's awesome. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, all right. We'll take it easy and uh, try to stay out of trouble. (laughs) Always. Always. All right, man. Later. Later, dude.